Christ, you people suck. Wow. Wolverine on it. This is episode 664 for August 23rd, 2021. On the show this week, we have Anthony. I'm surprised I was called out first. I just wanted to, I wanted to make sure you were paying attention. I I was. I was just slow on the draw to <laughs> unmute myself. Uh, we have Drew. I'm not paying attention. Okay, that's normal. Uh, and welcome back. The Wombat. 15 years, by the way, officially. Uh, anniversary was yesterday. Oh, my God. The 15-year anniversary of the podcast was yesterday. Congrat- Congratulations, gents, for putting something out there that six people have listened to for 15 <laughs> years. Yeah, that's true. 15 years of fucking up. All right. Um, Goodness. There's a lot of video games and a lot of news to talk about today, but we'll start with Drew. Okie dokie. Well, um, a lot of the same stuff that I played last week. Cool. Um, played some uh, Overwatch. Yeah. I played some Yakuza Kiwami 2. Um, that's a really good game. Uh, I, it, it's way better than Yakuza Kiwami 1, uh, and I fear going to Yakuza 3. <laughs> that old PS2 game. It's a, it was a PS3 game. Was it PS3? Which one was PS2? Yes. 1 and 2 were okay. PS2 games. Okay. But still, it's that uh, old ass engine. Yeah. Where you can, or here you can do like a complete 360 standing still kind of thing. Oh man, yeah, three, three, four, and five yeah. are rough now. Yeah, I know, but I mean, it, it's okay. We're, we're, we'll be all right. Um, that is actually not the next game, so I, I should mention I have not played it. I have downloaded it, and we're going to play it for Phoenix Down. We announced it last, the last episode. Uh, the next game uh, that we're going to be doing. Is actually going to be twelve minutes. Uh, I'll talk about that game in a little bit. I though that yeah. game is probably not for you, Ken. I oh, will. Okay. I will talk about it as well. It's, it's not that it's not just for me. I think it's a piece of shit. Oh well, great. <laughs> but uh, that's going to be the next game because I've been wanting to play that for a while since they announced it. So hope you like that. Said, that's uh, right up Sally. That story. <sighs> but, uh, yeah, uh, so we're going to be doing that. Uh, and then I play a lot of Lawnmower Simulator. 
I'm still playing that. That uh, that's my jam right there. Hey, it really is. Whatever works. It's it's calming and relaxing. I uh, I found the perfect way to play that game. You can make the camera look directly straight down, and you can hit every edge known to man. There. I did a I did one that was just a field. I just I just mowed a field. And it took like an hour and a half to do. And I was like, I don't care. Do you listen to music while you do it and drink a beer? No, I just... I just messed around. I just cut grass. <laughs> I don't know. It takes my mind off things. Hey, if it, it you works. Have to, you have to pay just enough attention because obviously, you know, you you don't want to miss spots. So it's it's a, it's enough just to keep me occupied and that's it's just, exactly I, what i need i just pictured that same dialogue being said about desert bus i know it's just got enough to keep me <laughs> keep me as, attentive as someone who played um lawn mowing simulator in my front and backyard this morning uh you're more than welcome to come up here drew and uh try it out in the real world if you want if you have some extra time <laughs> no, I, I've I've done it in the real world as well, and I have to say, sitting down in a chair with the air conditioning, <laughs> ten times better. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I've been I've been playing that. I for some reason that is like, and it's a decent business sim. So you like you know you can hire employees, and you know you have to purchase new equipment and. Yeah, it's 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 really about expanding your business kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I've actually had a decent time with that. It's 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 fun just to kind of turn off my brain and and cut some lawn. <laughs> Such a weird world we live in. The there are simulators for that kind of thing. <clears throat> yeah, but I've had, I've had a good time with that. It's all that matters if you enjoy it. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I think that's pretty much it, though. A lot of Yakuza. Um, I got pretty deep into that. Uh, we're going to be finishing that up this week. All right. Well, then I will move on to Anthony. Uh, yeah, so I played more Far Cry 5. Hey, that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was surprised at there was a moment where uh, they shot me with bliss bullets. Oh, and I yeah. was not expecting that turning into like a natural story part. Like I was just kind of shocked that that was done as well as it was. Um, it's still fun. There's not much to add there. Uh, I think I've started the part that gets me to the Mars DLC. Oh, well, that DLC is not good. It gives you a bunch of weapons that break the game. Yeah, but it, it unfortunately and the enemies like, are so boring. I just went. I'm not using these because it one shots guys and then it has no ammo. Like this is totally just removes any difficulty from this game, and I will inevitably get bored by it. Yeah. Um, but then there's the other two DLCs that I don't remember anything. Uh, one of them is the zombie one. The zombie Vietnam, I think. 
Yeah, yeah. which was also not great. Like, none of the DLCs in 5 were very good. I I didn't care. It was like, I just was like, I'll play them. It's more game. Um, I'm enjoying just playing the standard part of the game. Um, I played more of the Sega Picross. Uh, I started up Garden Story, finally. Mm, I've heard um, good things about that game. It's... Part of me says you should really hate this more. Now I haven't played a ton of it. Uh the the art and the world is just fantastic. Um and I like the concept that like you are part of like the last of the so that like clearly it's two tribes that have come together. You're part of the fruit tribe. And then the vegetable tribe is moved in because rot is taking over the world. And you have a friend that's a frog, which is weird because I haven't run into anything else that's an animal that helps. But um, it's got a bit of gardening and stuff. And usually I hate gardening games, but it's not it's not the same as the others that I've played. Like, I remember, man... I remember playing the, what people call, claim is the best Harvest Moon that I just could not get into, and that's Friends of Mineral Town. I was like, this is not for me. Um, now, obviously, this has combat, so it's a little bit more akin to um, Rune Factory, but um, I, I like what I've played. I think the graphics have a lot to do with that, mind you. Um, I'll have a, more to say about it when I play more of it. Uh, so I wasn't reviewing anything else, but then I took a review. Uh, Space Invaders Collection. Hey, that's a lot of money for Space Invaders. Space Invaders. <laughs> I and I can't even blame the publisher. That's what it is in Japan too. Like I, I wanted to see if they had increased the price. Um, but no, I did the exchange for yen and it's the same price and like if you're gonna ask me what's my favorite of like arcade game like you know not when we start getting to more complex stuff but like of the early arcade titles i I would say space invaders holds up the best um i think pac-man's just too challenging obviously miss pac-man's better but um you know, those early arcade games, like, Space Invaders is kind of the first, and I love Space Invaders, but boy, like, do we really need both the black and white and the color version? I mean, the original had, like, an overlay that did fake colors, like, they put a piece of plastic in front of the screen to fake the colors, and then they could do the colors later on, and then here's the version, and I'm just like, none of these make some of these make substantial changes, but for the most part, a lot of it is just the same thing. Like, you never see the Pac-Man collection from Namco be like 17 different versions of just Pac-Man. It's like, oh, here's, you know, it, here's a twist on the formula. And like, they, they did do that. Like, it, it comes with Space Invaders Extreme, which is kind of the best thing out of this collection. Um, but it doesn't include Space Invaders Infinity Gene, which I would argue is one of the coolest games to play. Um, 
It's on phones. I, I, I would assume it's still available on iOS. It was still available on Android the last time I checked. But I play it on my Xbox uh, One through backwards compatibility. And the graphics in that game have that uh, fake vector look to them. And it's so cool. And there's all these, like, there, there's... um. Arkanoid versus Space Invaders. And then there was the Space Invaders game from WiiWare where you were the Space Invaders. You weren't, you know, defending Earth, you were attacking. Um, you know, there was a PS there was PS2 titles where you were a person running on the ground. It was like full 3D. And I just don't understand how this game collection is sixty dollars when, you know, the Taito collections on PS2 released for less and had more games. Like, it's just... It's disappointing, because there's no reason why this should be that much money. But I can't blame the publisher, even though I have issues with the publisher, too. Um, that's not their fault. So, um, And then the last game I played was 12 Minutes. So not going to go into spoilers because Drew will be playing it, and I assume most people have not. Um, I have mixed feelings. I'm playing on Xbox because, of course, I am. I'm not paying for it, um, or I already am paying for it. I guess is the way you could say it. Um, it's one of those games that's clearly a PC game brought to consoles, just because the way you have to move a cursor around to interact. It isn't hindering at all, which I was surprised because when I saw that come up, I went, oh, no. Um, but I haven't had an issue with that yet. Uh, I like the concept. I think the acting, for some reason, like, there's three actors, and one of them always is giving his best. And that's Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Defoe always does his best in everything. <laughs> the the weird part is so the character he plays, um I guess spoiler, even though it's in the trailer, he's the guy that breaks in. The cop. Okay. However, yep. the cop has a shaved head, and all I can think of is John Malkovich. Because the character, it, like, for I, I know it's Willem Dafoe's voice, but it's just it's the, the lines he's saying and stuff. I'm like, you, could, John Malkovich would have played this character too. Um, but yeah, like Daisy Ridley and um, James McAvoy. James McAvoy, like I, I don't know why they spent the money. And they're doing uh, American accents. American accents. Yeah. So that's the reason why I don't understand, like. What was the point? <laughs> well, they wanted the name recognition, I think, more than anything. It's like, ooh, look at who's in this game. And, like, I I'm not even trying to criticize their acting. It's just, like, I don't understand why it's them. You know? And it's, like, there's moments where I can't tell if it was poor direction or, like, because there's parts where you can have conversations, and of course, like, it doesn't flow naturally like conversation. It's very gamey, so I, f I can hear the cut, almost of well, the take. Well, the what the what it is is that the game is designed 
that you're going to... So if you don't know what the game is, it is a point-and-click adventure game. I mean, it straight up has an inventory where you take items and you combine them with other items. Um, but it's also a story about how you're supposed to get out of a time loop. And there are a million, you know, hyperbolic, there's a million different ways to interact with other things, and it's going to trigger different pieces of conversation. So it's kind of like those old football games where they would mash things together, like, you know, up on the four-yard line. But not not that bad. Yeah, but, like, there's... And it's specifically between uh, McAvoy and uh, Ridley that you uh, hear the sort of cuts because, like, you can clearly be having a conversation that is not going well, and that sounds fine, but then change the conversation, and it's like, but the only answer for that is in sort of this tone. And it's like, okay, that's fine. Like, I'm not, again, but, like, you know, there there's moments where, like, she comes out and, sa- like, because the way the loop is, she's always in the washroom at the beginning. She comes out. And, um, just sometimes the dialogue feels not great. Um, but again, like, I can't tell if it's just the writing or the direction or the acting. It's like, it's not bad. It's not bad. It just feels off. Um, but I think part of it, like, I said, uh, you know, Willem Dafoe comes in. The tone is set when Willem Dafoe comes in. And, like, the acting's always good at that point, but there isn't a bunch of choices. So that might be it. Um, uh, My biggest issue with this game is that, like, there are some choices that you cannot make that as soon as I know... like, Okay, so... I guess the spoiler is, hey, they, uh, Willem Dafoe's character comes through the door whether you let him in or not. I mean, he says it, you'll find it very quickly. There's a couch <laughs> to the right of the door! And I can't push that couch in front of the door. There's a bunch of other stuff I can do, but doing that is not an option. And I'd set up So, essentially what you're doing is you're doing trial and error to set up, like, a mouse trap, right? And multiple times I've set some, like, set up a sequence of events to happen where I'm like, perfect. I've got it now. And then some dumb shit happens, I'm like, for fuck's sake, like, now we're just fucking pulling teeth. Like, okay, so, I've done the thing, I have 15 minutes, I have to kill... I figure out how to subdue the attacker. And now I'm like, okay, I have these, I have a way to, you know, keep him tied up, but I can only handcuff him. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why, why can't I do like a full hog tie on this guy? Like, wait, you're just, like, basic thoughts that I have. Like, why am I having to do something else? And it's like, I, I I understand, like, the idea is going through a time loop, and, like, you're supposed to figure it out through trial and error. But there's, like, 
every fucking time I have to go through the same steps. But now I've hit a point where it's like, clearly I need some sort of piece of information, but I don't know how to fuck to get it. And I've like, I'm exhausted about going through the same dialogue. And I've only played for maybe an hour and a half, two hours. So you haven't finished it? No! Okay. Because I I really, really, really want to know people's thoughts when they get the big thing. So, I just, I like, I understand it's weird to criticize a point-and-click adventure, because that's what this is, of course. And it's, I like the perspective that it's all 3D, but you're looking at it top-down. I like that change. I like the idea of being in a time loop. I love that shit. Um, But it's just like... There needs to be shortcuts to every time I go into the loop. There needs to be... You need to be able to shorten up stuff. But it's always a set amount of time. And because you're on a timer on when Willem Dafoe's character shows up, there's only so much you can do before you're back on the rail. And there's no way to skip back to the beginning immediately yes once that happens once Fuck you me, get I don't, I just, once I you get like, far enough into it though you will start um truncating i already i so, already know how to skip ahead in time yeah there's there's things you can truncate once you learn that this does that and that does this it's just like I will say that i, I think it has one of the most violent and like i felt uncomfortable moments with a knife there are several of those this game is... and i went holy <laughs> shit i'm like holy shit and like you know to kind of like take back what i said about the acting the acting in those moments were so realistic and uncomfortable and i was like oh wow this was i i actually regret making this decision that game is a hell of a lot darker than you think it is, and when you finish it, you're going to realize how dark it actually is. Okay, so then. did you like the ending, Kim? No, I hate it. <laughs> you hated it? It's, well, there's like 12 endings or some shit, but the core of what... So, we're not trying to spoil, like... The thing is, is that you're trying to figure out what's going on and how everything plays together, and slowly over time you get a little bit more information, a little bit more information. When you get that final piece of information, you just kind of step back and go, what the fuck? And it's just... There's, there's, there's mm. like, I'll have to ask you in private after, Ken, because there's, like, two things that I think that could be referring to right now, and, like... One of them is like, okay, that's dumb, and the other one is, I fucking hate this. <laughs> Either one of those responses <clears throat> could tie to the ending of that game. And 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 I think my like again, like rolling back on this, like, okay, so so there is a, there is an aspect to this where that I, I need to point out: James McAvoy's character can't leave the apartment once he's inside. If he steps out, it warps him back to the beginning of the moment that this starts happening. Oh, we lost Drew. Yes, I know. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so when 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 it's it's fine that James McAvoy's character gets warped back. That's fine that he can't leave. But the fact that I can't talk 
fucking Daisy Ridley's character to leave the fucking like it's just like all this common sense shit just refuses to like, I can't does <laughs> the still like, I roll back to the couch all the time like just push the couch in front of the door no <clears throat> they're not gonna let you break the game like. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, it's, it's like, it's kind of like, oh, the coolest things you could possibly do with a point-and-click adventure, with the worst things you could do with a point-and-click adventure, so I'm very torn, because at times, I'm like, god damn, and, like, this is fucking amazing, and the, uh, and the other times, I'm like, god damn it, this is the worst shit I've ever fucking played in a point-and-click adventure, like, he takes the same set amount of time to do the thing every single time. Well, that's fucking great, but that's not good gameplay. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that. Like, like uh, one of the Resident Evil 7 DLCs was the bedroom. Mm. And, like, you had to escape the bedroom. And, of course, the mom character comes upstairs and checks on you. So you have to kind of, like... You're you're doing a bunch of stuff, but then you'd have to sort of undo it quickly and get back in bed. Like, put the room back into place and get back in the bed. But from the sounds of how everybody's talked about it, it didn't require you to actually do everything fully over again. You know, like, once you had done something, you just had to make it look that way, but it wasn't, like... Get, get lock the door behind you and like grab the cup that's just like oh fucking I understand why Bill Murray's character kills himself in <laughs> now in Groundhog Day spoiler he's so fucking annoying well there's no spoiler yeah, spoiler for uh what 35 year old movie uh, I'm, I'm just... also Spoiler, he doesn't die, but there are sequences where... That's how I learned about people taking toaster baths. I think... I genuinely think that if you want to play a game like this, go play Outer Wilds. It does this concept so much better than this game does. Yeah, I never even thought about that. So, I mean, that, that's just my opinion... I am happy this game was on Game Pass because I would have been pissed had I paid th it's thirty bucks, and I'm not the biggest point-and-click adventure fan. Uh, but I was intrigued by the concept, and then the payoff is just, oh, um, yeah, Nosia that came out earlier this year, which is a visual novel and won't be up everybody's uh, alley, but like Nosia uh, was a really good time loop game where. It wasn't about having to repeat the same actions. It was trying to change the outcome through small steps to get to a different ending each time um, and hitting a certain amount of, um, like, it, at first doesn't make sense, but then you're, like, slowly, like, hitting plot points inside. So, like, oh, this person needs to survive this many rounds for me to get a new piece of information so that when I start the thing over again, 
I don't have to worry about keeping them alive by using my, you know, limited options to put, like, distrust on somebody else. Um, Majora's Mask is a better time loop game. I'm looking up time loop games. Uh, Minute, a game I gave a 9. There's Outer Wilds. Um, Sexy Brutal is a fucking great game. And it's very similar to 12 Minutes, and it does it a lot better as well. So, yep. <clears throat> that's it for me. I mean, like, I, I don't want to shit on the game too much. It, it is, it is interesting, but at this point in time, with even just like two hours spent on it, max, I am already glad I did not pay for it. Um, yeah. I know you said that, but I'm like, I do want to double down on that. I don't think this game is bad, but boy, if I paid twenty bucks for it, I would have been disappointed. It's thirty. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. No. And, like, this game was in development hell or something. Like, it was announced, like, in 2013 or 14. And, like, it's one of... It's an ex-Rockstar dev and stuff, but just something about it. Multiple things about it, I should say. Yeah. But, yeah, that's it for me. All right. Well, I'll move over to the Wombat. All right. So, uh, I have played a couple things, but genuinely not much. Um, I played, so I'll, I'll start with the old one first. Um, so in the PSN sale, uh, I picked up Dragon's Crown. Oh yeah, that game. For five bucks. Uh, and you know what? It's sort of right in my wheelhouse. Um, it reminds me of like, uh, Knights of the Round or of, uh, King of the Dragons, which is one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite games from that time period, like a beat em up, almost RPG light. Um, the art is cool on everything except, well, hold on, (laughs) hold on. You're not even going to let me finish. I said the art is cool on everything except the character designs. Like the background art, the level art um, looks really good. Uh, the character designs are disastrous. <laughs> They're just terrible. I mean, come on, the uh, mage! The mage! Come on! Yeah, it's all fan service bullshit. Oh, what's, what is I the get... art? What is the artwork from that game where they're all sitting at the table and like sixty percent of the picture is the 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 warrior's foot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's definitely fan servicey art. But again, I think there's a a pretty fun kind of beat 'em up RPG underneath that grossness. So um, I do enjoy that side of it. No, it was it was it was a solid ass game, and it was much more than just a beat 'em up, and that's why I liked it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and this is the first time I'd ever played it, uh, so it's it's all new for me. Um, and then I started playing Hades, uh, since that is now out on uh, Game Pass. Uh, and I dig it so far. I'm I'm super duper early in. Um, but it seems to have a pretty good loop. I can see why it got, uh, a lot of praise. Um, I don't, maybe I'm not deep in it enough yet to 
understand the like game of the year hype that it got. Uh, but so far, it seems like a you know a fun little roguelike. Uh, and really, that's it. I haven't played any more uh, Yakuza Zero. I haven't played uh, the new Assassin's Creed DLC. Um, it's I, I, my time has been very very limited lately, so that's really all I've played. All right. Well, I will wrap this up. I've got three big games to talk about, so I'm going to run through the little stuff first. Um, so mostly the indie games, I think. Uh, Recompile is a third-person uh, like action-adventure game where you're kind of like this computer program going through the inside of a computer trying to squash bugs and stuff. It's actually really good. Um, one of the things that I really had a problem with it is is that it's like it's brutally difficult like when an enemy hits you it takes like a big chunk of your energy um i do like that the powers that you get like your jump and your shoot and your different abilities they come from like you hacking parts of the program to learn uh the routines that you can do i think that's a cool concept it's also very interesting to look at like it looks like your character's like this um like beam of energy that has been molded into like a uh like a person. It's actually a really cool game. Um and it's on Game Pass, so go check it out. Uh the Faraday Protocol is a first person puzzle game where you get a gun that you get to transfer like matter from one thing to another thing. It's your pretty standard kind of portal first person puzzle game. Uh, feels a little janky, but it is, you know, a cheaper game, so that kind of makes sense. Uh, the, the voiceovers in it are, remind me of, um, what was that Devolver game where you were going through, like, the levels of heaven and God was talking to you? What's the name of that game? Talos? Yeah, Talos Principle. Like, the, the voiceovers remind me kind of that. Um, I tried to play The Veil, um... But it's such a weird... So if you don't know what The Veil is, it is a game that has no, like, graphics. It is a sound-based game. So the objective is that you play the game based on audio cues. And I tried to play it, and I I don't know, I just... I didn't kind of get into it. Um, But I think it's a cool idea. Um, what's the next one? Next one, Checkers for Kids. I mean, <laughs> Checkers for Kids. It's fine. Uh, or Orbabot is the Rattalaka game. It's a Marble Madness style roll the ball through the puzzles kind of thing. The controls feel a little wonky, so I wasn't a big fan of that. But other than that, it's pretty straightforward. Rise of Turner was a turn-based strategy game. Not really my jam. Solitaire. Try Peaks Flowers, again, the name kind of says everything that it is. Uh, and the last two games I actually really enjoyed. So I know, Anthony, you've played Ariad of Spirits. Um, that game... I played, the, I played the demo, but there was a significant portion of it. That game is straight up Zelda from, like, the music and the sound effects remind me so much of Link to the Past. What's it called again? Ariad of Spirits. Okay. It's um, a red-headed girl with a blue dragony ferret thing. Which by the way that's a very sad story. <laughs> like I don't remember it cuz I was 
I want to say that may have been even like two years ago. So the story is, is yeah. So the story is, is that the little girl, the grandmother, goes, yeah, it goes to a cabin yeah. that her their grandmother used to go to, but she's dead now. Um, and then as you get a little into the game, like you visit your grandma on the pier, and like uh, as a spirit form, and then you get these little spirits with you. But it is a straight up Zelda game. It's top down, very reminiscent of Link to the Past. Um, you're going through the like the parts. I've only played it for about an hour. But, like, you're going through the woods and you're, like, fighting wasps and bats. And then you fight, like, the wasp king. I'm assuming there's dungeons at some point. I just haven't got that far yet. Um, But I think that's really cool. And then the last thing that I played, little game-wise, uh, was Quake. Because, motherfuckers, Quake I, is back. I forgot I installed it and I forgot that I installed it. Oh, my God. That is such a good, like, it's it's night dive, so you know it's good. But the stuff that they've done to that game is so amazing. The fact that you can turn on Quake 64, like as a mod, is so cool. Um, and that game just feels wonderful at 4K 60. Like it's just, man, I love Quake. I do love the, Quake. The Reznor soundtrack <clears throat> has been restored officially to yep. the PC version. Yep. It's man, that's. That Steam copy for years was just a broken piece of shit. It's also worth noting that the the console version, which the Xbox version is on Game Pass, it has all of the expansions. So I think there's like three or four expansions that they did over time. There's two, I think. Well, there's three from the menu in this game. I don't know if one of them is relatively newer or something, but like you can play the core game, you can play three expansions, you can turn on a mod for Quake 64. Um, yeah, Scourge of Armagon, dude, you and can... Dissolution of Eternity. Well, there's, I think there's something else in this one. There's like uh, a okay. third one. But I mean, just the package you get for this, it's 10 bucks if you buy it, but it is available on Game Pass, uh, and it is getting a next-gen upgrade to put it up to 120 frames a second, which, by the way, at 60, it feels sublime. I can't imagine what it'll feel like at 120. Um, but God, it feels good to have Quake back. And and since they added Quake 3 and Quake 2 to uh, PC Game Pass, I downloaded Quake 2 and ran through that first level like I did a billion times back in the day when I had my 3DFX card. Um, and God, Quake 2, I really hope they do a console port of that because I love Quake 2. All right, um, to jump into the big boys, uh, I'll start with the one where the embargo has already passed, which is Ghosts of Tsushima. Wombat, I know you were supposed to review this. <laughs> yeah, there was not a chance. Yeah, um, so I ended up, <clears throat> excuse me, taking it on, and it was it was the easiest uh, PS4 to PS5 save transfer like to date. All you needed, <clears throat> excuse me, was to have the save in the cloud, and you could download it. That's easy enough. Yeah, and I'm like, how has this not been a thing for every game? I, I don't understand. Right. Um, so I booted up the game, and it immediately like kind of tells you like, hey, there's a new island. Go to this village, talk to these people, take the boat over to the island. Uh, but if you start a fresh game. You will not gain access to this until you get to Act Two. Well, doesn't the doesn't the story of the island take place after the main campaign? 
it's best if you wait till you finish the main campaign. Um, but the kind of way they get around it is that on the island, nobody has got wind of the ghost of Tsushima yet. Gotcha. So, like, the people don't know your what you were doing on the other island. Gotcha. Um, so once you get there, and before you go, it gives you a warning. It's like, hey, this is kind of hard. <laughs> Before you go over, it's like make sure you're prepared before you sail over to this new island. Um, I mean, it's a lot of the same stuff. Like the island has its kind of own progression. It even has new uh, abilities that you can earn uh, for finding different things. There are arrow challenges. There are new like um, animal sanctuaries that you can go to. Uh, you can now like um, use your flute. To become friends with the animals, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and there's a new enemy type, which is kind of the biggest change to this area. There's these things called shamans, and they basically stay in the back line when you get into a battle, and they will chant and actually buff the enemies that are fighting you. So it kind of changes the dynamic of having to go move to the back line, take out the shaman, and then come back and kill the enemies, because if you don't, the enemies that you're fighting will actually have like more stamina and they'll be harder to kill. So it kind of adds a new layer to the combat itself. Um, they updated so that you can lock on now, which sounds stupid because what third person action game doesn't have a lock on, but Ghost of Tsushima did not have one. Um, so you can now do that. You can set it to two levels. You can set it to lock on and switch with the right stick, or I think you can also set it to lock on and then switch as soon as you defeat an enemy, which both are infinitely better than no lock on. Um, the island itself is really cool. There are really cool areas to see, um, but a lot of it does feel kind of the same thing. It's got kind of the same mission structure, which is to be expected. It's not overly long. You can run through it in about five hours. If you want to explore everything, you can probably spend 10 to 15 if you do everything, um, which is still a decent expansion for the price, like 20 bucks. So 20 bucks for 10 hours, that's not bad. Um, there was something else I wanted to say about it that I forgot. Oh, the upgrades for the PS5. So it still has the performance and the graphic mode. I don't suggest you put it on performance because you'll lose a hit to the resolution, and both of them do run at 60, so just stick to the, you know, the graphic mode. Um... The DualSense stuff is cool, like the feeling of the wind blowing when you swipe on the touchpad. It now rattles in the controller. Um, if you're one of those people that really like the sound coming out of the controller, there's some cool stuff here, like Jen will have these sequences where he's like in a mind-altering state and he'll, he'll hear voices come out of the controller, which is kind of neat. Um, but I mean, it's still, it, Ghost of Tsushima was already an amazing game. The PS5 upgrades for this are not massive, but they're nice. Um, and then the Iki Island expansion is actually is actually really good. So if you like Ghost of Tsushima, I mean, I don't see any reason not to pick up this expansion. It's really good. Nice. I'm excited eventually once I have some more time to pick it up. Yeah, I, you'll you'll enjoy it quite a bit. It's it's a good excuse to open Tsushima again and play through it again if you haven't. Um, or it's a good excuse just to, to jump into this island. This island is fun. 
So, uh, the next game I played, I, I I can't talk too much about it. I played a little bit of it. I know Drew has it. Uh, the actual review goes live tomorrow, which is Aliens Fireteam Elite, um, which is a you know a co-op three people versus hordes of enemies, Left for Dead kind of game. Uh, based in the Aliens universe. It, it's good. It feels good. It's got good customization. Like, the combat feels good. If you're playing solo, the AI is kind of brain dead. Um, but, I mean, it's it's probably the best Aliens game I've played since Isolation, which isn't saying much because the games in between have been kind of bad. Aliens games are a lot like superhero games. Most of them are bad. Some of them are good. This one's just middling. And then the final game I played, I've been dying to talk about this game, is Psychonauts 2. Um, I finished it, my review goes live tomorrow morning. Um, this is in my li- my short list for game of the year. It is so good. Um, but I'm trying to think. So, it basically takes place right after the events of the first game. Uh, it kind of picks up right there. And then you go into, you actually get to go to the mother lobe now. And it becomes kind of like your home base. And from there, then you have to solve this mystery of who is the mole. Um, I, I'm trying to dance around it because I don't want to spoil anything. There's some really good storytelling here. And what kind of capitalizes on that is that the writing is excellent. Tim Schafer again and his team, amazing writing. The voice acting is just spot on. It's wonderful. Like, they nailed it. Um, the story is interesting, although it does have the, the, the Lord of the Rings problem. Where I the, think it's over. Yeah, like, the game will told me at one point, it's like, hey, here it comes. Better finish up what you're going to need to do. So I, I did, and then I moved into the area, and it does that two more times after that. <laughs> So I was like, okay, is it really going to end now? But to be fair, when it did get to the ending, it was super satisfying. Um, I liked the kind of twist that happens, um, the way they kind of wrap up the characters. That's the other thing is the characters in this game are so good that even if you didn't play the first game, you're really going to get a good sense of them in the second game. Like they do a good job of kind of reintroducing the characters and giving them a little bit of backstory um, there's just so much conversation and, and dialogue between characters and none of it sucks. Like it's well-written, it's well-acted and you really do like most of the characters. Um, as far as the gameplay goes, it has been a long time since I played the original Psychonauts. Um, but you start off with kind of your basic powers, your double jump, um, your, um, telekinesis where you can grab objects and move them. But you will get more as the game progresses. Like the the first level is kind of a tutorial taking you through, teaches you about the the telekinesis, teach you about the jump, it teaches you about um like the balloon, uh it gives you the pyro power <clears throat> so you can burn things. Um and then you do get more powers as the game goes on. There is a power later in the game. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it, so I'm just not going to. But the, that is where the dialogue, the writing, and the voice acting really nails. Is that final power... Is it the final power? It might be the final or the next to the final power that you get. It's just... I was laughing so hard during those sequences. It is just hilarious. Um, you'll level up as you play through the game. 
and you'll get these points that you can put into each of the powers uh, to upgrade them and also give them kind of abilities. So like, for example, the telekinesis, when you get it to a certain level, will actually shorten the amount of time it takes to lift bigger objects. Um, the store in the game also has pens. The pens can be added for either aesthetic choices or for, like, um, buffs. So, for example, your when you press the left trigger to roll on the ball, it will actually do damage if you have a certain pen equipped. Those kind of things. Um, there's a billion collectibles. Every level has, like, the little uh, neon outline memories that you can pick up. You can also find tags for emotional baggage. So you can find... Like a purse that's sad, and if you find it's tagged, then you clear the emotional baggage. Um, the enemies, like the first game, are all based on kind of mind things. So, like, you have a sensor, and you have anxiety, and you have a panic attack, and you have an enabler. And these are all enemies throughout the game that do kind of different things. And it, the combat is, is kind of takes a backseat to the platforming and the storytelling, but it is still fun to figure out how to... Like, for example, like an anxiety attack, you have to hit it with a slow ability so that you can have time to hit it before it jumps around the level. And I, I thought that was that was really fun as far as the combat goes. Um, I, I feel like you need to... For people who don't know what Psychonauts is, um, the levels are basically going through the subconscious of other people. Yes, that is correct. So, because yeah. if if nobody's ever heard this, you're talking about panic attacks and stuff like that, and it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, Psychonauts is a game where you are delving into people's minds, and the levels are based on what is in their brain. Yeah. And I will tell you that this game has a couple levels that are some of the most incredible imagery I have ever seen. Um. I was kind of joking with you and Anthony Drew about, um, you know, the Ratchet and Clank thing. Everybody was going nuts about how you could just walk through a wall and switch between dimensions. Like, this game does that in certain ways that I was so impressed by that I was like, how did they basically, you know, let me walk through this area and go to a completely different area? And it's like, like, it was, it was super impressive. Um, and there is one level in this game that I lost my shit at. It is one of my favorite levels I've ever played of a game. Um, I'm not going to spoil it, but it, you're basically on a cooking show. So when you play this game, when you get to the cooking show level, I absolutely adored this level. I think it's one of the most clever things I've ever seen in my life. And I can't, even after finishing the game, stop thinking about it. Um... Now, there are some levels that go on a little too long. Like, they're not interesting enough to be as long as they are. But then there are some levels in this game that are so interesting that by the time I finished it, I was upset because there wasn't more of it. So, this game is on Game Pass. Even if you've never played Psychonauts, which if you haven't, it's also on Game Pass. Go play it. Yeah, and you should play it because it's one of the best games of all time. This game is better than the first one. That's impressive. This game the first one is one of my favorite games ever. This game was so good. I could not get over how much I enjoyed this game. And it will easily be on my short list for best of 2021. I can't 
I actually started it over, and my son comes in the room, because, you know, he's he watched me play a little bit of it while I was playing through it, and then he came back, and he's like, I thought you already beat this. I was like, I did. He's like, well, why are you playing it again? I was like, because I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and just to clarify, when you finish, you can go back and do other stuff, but when I played through it, the achievements weren't active, so I didn't get any achievements for playing through the game. So I'm like, well, I like that game so much, I'm going to go back through and get my achievements. There you go. That game is so good. When and Now, when does it release again? Wednesday, I think. Okay. So it's out this week. Cool. Uh, but no, that's, uh, those are the big games I played. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break because i got to hit the restroom. And then we'll be right back. All right, we back. Because you didn't even know we left. That's how that works. Uh, let's do what's out this week. There's a lot of games out this week, and, and you can play a lot of them. Uh, first up, we've got, as I mentioned, Aliens Fireteam Elite. Uh, these are all Xbox Series X, PS5 games. Uh, Rims Racing, which is a motorcycle simulator. Uh, Darker Skies, which is apparently a follow-up to War of the Worlds, which I found interesting. Uh, isn't that already out for, like... It might be. This This is stuff coming to new consoles, so... I'm pretty sure... Oh, man. So, Darker Skies is World of the Worlds sequel, but I thought this was, like, on Switch. It might be. This is just the version for PS5 and Series X coming out this uh. week. Another game that's coming to the systems of Phenotopia, which is Phenotopia Awakening, which is the game that is mimicking Zelda 2 a little bit. Uh, Psychonauts 2, which we just talked a lot about. Uh, Hotel Life, a resort simulator. Mist is coming to the new consoles. Remember that game? Why? I don't know. They're doing a remaster of Mist. It'd be funny if it's the, just the regular version of Mist and not even real Mist. So it's all just like the static screenshots. That'd be sweet. Um, I think it's I think it's an anniversary this year. Probably Could 30, be wrong. thirty some odd years at this point, yeah. right? I don't know when Mist came out. It's not my jam. You remember the parody game called Pissed? Yes, I do. Yes. Yep. I remember. It's Wombat, I, I don't know if you remember, but the at the EB Games, there was a copy of that that sat there so long that the, like, the shrink wrap started to rot. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> uh, Tormented Souls, which I think is the um, like Resident Evil, like old Resident Evil clone. Like it's using static camera and tank controls kind of thing. I don't know. Uh, PlayStation 5, we've also got HOA, HOA, H-O-A, HOA, is that, well, I don't know. Uh, and Sniper, a, go ahead. That's a platformer. Uh, it's got really nice looking art, but I don't know much about it otherwise. Okay. It's the Hacksaw Jim Duggan game. <laughs> oh! Oh, okay. Uh, and then Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts 2. Uh, so I looked up, because I was like, I'm like, man, darker skies, but I couldn't find a Switch thing. Okay, I don't think it's a sequel to War of the Worlds. I think it's a sequel to this stupid War of the Worlds game called Grey Skies, A War of the Worlds Story. 
this is their next game. That that was the game. game. That was the game that crashed my Series X, and I couldn't play it. <laughs> well, it's got a sequel coming. Hey, maybe this one won't crash my Series X. Who knows? I have a feeling it will. Uh, for Xbox One and PlayStation Four, a lot of the same stuff: Psychonauts Two, Aliens, Fire Team, Rims Racing, uh, Hoa, uh, King's Bounty Two. I expect you to die to the spy and the liar. Uh, Traffic jams, Tropico Six Festival, uh, American Fugitive, Inked A Tale of Love, Star Renegades, and probably my most anticipated game that I haven't already played coming out this week is Baldo: The Guardian Owls. Um, which, if you have not seen this, imagine a Zelda game that looks like a Ghibli animation, and you kind of get what Baldo is. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this game. Yeah, it's out this week. Can't wait. Uh, Wasn't Baldo the name of a Disney movie? It Balto. was. Yeah, about a, it was Balto. Uh, oh, yeah, Balto. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'll be talking about Ghibli animation next week on a game that I've also been playing. Um, that's a little hint. Also, it was a Universal Pictures. How fucking dare you? <laughs> Used the hell out of me. It was a cartoon, and cartoon movies are usually made by. <laughs> it was a cartoon. It was a goddamn cartoon. Um, we've also got Extermination Force making its way over to the the old platforms, which is a cool game if you've not played it. Check that game out. Mask of Mists, Murder Mystery Machine sounds like a Scooby Doo game. Um. And that's all the same stuff, same stuff. Zoffice? Whatever Zoffice is. Office. Zo- is it like a zombie version of The Office? Is that what it is? <laughs> Probably. That'd be sweet. Alright, Nintendo Switch. How many horny games do we have this week? Alright. Uh, Adventure Field 4, Night Flight, Hoa, King's Bounty 2, Mickey Storm and the Curse Mask. Rims Racing, Murder Mystery Machine, uh, Capes Escape Game, Third Room, Dark Thrones, Garden Paws, Green Phoenix, Have a Blast, Hermitage, Strange Case Files, Instant Farmer. I didn't know you could grow a farmer instantly, but that's nice to know. Uh, Sounds like it's right up Drew's alley. (laughs) Right. He likes cutting grass, not planting tomatoes. Um, Maze Mysteries, The Secret of Dragonville, Off the Road Unleashed, Pretty Girls Panic, that's probably one of them, uh, Secret, Secret Neighbor, Shape Suitable, Spelunky and Spelunky 2, The Magnificent Truffle Pigs, Titans Black Ops, Wild Bus, Witch Hunter, uh, American Fugitive, Baldo, The Guardian Owls, Hammer 2 Reloaded, One-Eyed Lee and The Dinner Party. That could be one of those games. <laughs> <laughs> Orbabot <Yeah>. Star... <laughs> <laughs> if, if that's not a euphemism, they really missed a chance. Yeah. Um, Orbabot Star Renegades and the big release on Switch this week, No More Heroes 3. Okay, so I've looked up some of these these wonderful titles that you mentioned. Um, One-Eyed Lee and the Dinner Party. <laughs> Sorry, no, it's, no, it's, 
That's funny. Even though I'm looking at this stupid game, it's a uh, it's a visual novel, but not not a like dirty one. Damn it! It's, it's, a, it's a visual novel because you... he's only got one eye. <laughs> I think it's just because the. <laughs> God damn it. It's a compromised vision novel. <laughs> I think I choked on my water. <clears throat> uh, uh, I don't even know if it's actually that he's got vision problems. It's just a guy that won't cut his hair. So it's, it's, it's only got eye, one eye showing. I don't know. Um, Again, this could still be a euphemism, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> 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 Great. God damn it. Um Pretty Girl Pretty Girl's Panic is exactly what you think it is, sort of. It's kicks. It's kicks that you reveal images of women. I thought you were gonna tell me it was like a serial where you reveal women. Nope. Um and Murder Mystery Machine looks like a game I wanna play. It is a uh you explore crime scenes from like a uh, isometric angle, and you have to figure out who did crimes. <laughs> who did crimes? Yep, the crime doers. The crime doers. All right, uh, <laughs> let's do some news. Um, it's actually a pretty big news week, considering that this week coming up is actually Gamescom, so we're going to get more news next week. Um, we've already talked about it. Quake returns. Uh, we have a remaster of Quake. Um, that came out of QuakeCon. Uh, actually, some of the a lot of the news we got come out of QuakeCon. But uh, yeah, that remaster is out. It's on everything, which led to the fanboy wars again. You know, because Quake, the remaster of a what is this twenty five thirty year old game, is coming to PlayStation. Oh God. Microsoft bought Bethesda for nothing. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah, sure, if they, sure they... Make, if they weren't going to make all the classic Quakes exclusive, why did they even spend the billion dollars or whatever they spent? I have no idea. It, it, I mean, fail. Hashtag fail Xbox. Anyway, just play the game and shut up and be happy because it's awesome. Um... Other Xbox news. In the latest beta update, they're finally updating the dashboard to 4K. So, you know, that 30 seconds where you're looking at it before you hit play game will now be in 4K, because that's important to some people. Oh boy. They have also confirmed that it does not take away, because that was the initial statement was like, we made it 1080p because it you know gave more resources to the games. This will not change that, so whatever. I don't care. I look at that thing for like 10 so seconds. It looks fine. They're a bunch of liars then. <laughs> you lying sons of bitches. That's right. Um, There was a big story, controversy, fanboy, console war, all about Outriders this week because the developers come out and said that they have not received any royalties. They do not know how many copies of the game have been sold. Which immediately led to the conversation of like, well, it was on Game Pass, that's why it failed. I don't, I don't think that's the problem because yeah, it's Square Enix. That's what I was gonna say. Let's look at a trend here. Tomb Raider failed. Hitman failed. Outriders failed. Every it seems like every 
game that Square Enix publishes from a Western development team somehow does not meet the requirements of their bad contracts. So it's almost like Square Enix doesn't like the West. Huh. Yeah. And Square Enix treats those devs very poorly, according to the way it's... Because if you look... The the best example I saw was that Hitman 2, according to Square Enix, was not profitable, right? IO Interactive leaves, publishes Hitman 3 on its own? Super profitable. Huh. It's because it can't generate a profit when they're pouring money into Nomura's pockets. (laughs) You mean his zipper pockets? I mean, like it's. I'm not. I'm. I mean, I'm being facetious, but like, to some extent, it's because they waste a bunch of money on this guy who doesn't finish projects, and fucking, it's just a waste. Like, they had to give the. They had to give the. I've said this before. Why am I doing this every time I bring up Nomura? I fucking lose my patience. But it's like they gave Habata. Habata. Better. Anyways, they gave the guy who did Final Fantasy 15 like the scraps because they'd spent money making these models for a game that Nomura never finished. Like, <laughs> I mean, we got Final Fantasy 7 co- remakes tutorial, and it only took yeah, three years. I think we should be good, right? And and like, it's just like they've already got him doing something else. Like, it's like fucking. Ugh. They and I'm not blaming even. Nomura to some extent here uh you know Kingdom Hearts is his fault uh but uh it's just they poured this money into these projects and though there's no way there's no way they generate a profit and it's like of course your western devs can never make up for the fucking money you pour into stuff that doesn't work remember the really it's a Final Fantasy 14 yeah, it was I'm talking the re-release. Fire. Yeah, it's because they put bad people in charge of their projects that just burn through money. Yeah, I, so I, I'm not surprised that their American side doesn't do well. And then when they do a project, you have your fucking higher ups from Square telling them to build it into some sort of gotcha game like uh, uh, Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> How do you fuck up the Avengers? Just like that. I mean, they nailed it. They nailed how you fuck up the Avengers. Which I, that War for Wakanda came out this week, and I I installed Avengers. I booted it up, and I didn't actually play it. So, I just like the last Tomb Raider they handed to the team that was doing. Was it? Uh, it was the team that did Deus Ex. Just like you oh, bought Montreal, company. yeah, yeah. You you bought this company with all these IPs, and you do nothing of value with them because you spend too much money on your own shit that doesn't turn a profit. This is exactly why we don't have a new Legacy of Kane game. I blame. It, it could very well be. I I honestly could. But watch as soon as they know that number is free for five seconds, they'll put them on it. Oh man, Raziel with zippers. I can't wait. Yeah. <sighs> hey, y'all remember that game Wild? Yeah. No. Mich- Michelle Ansel, 
His uh, the game where you're, like uh, you're the guy and like a friend and animals and the snake lady. You remember all that? It, no, it, I don't. But I believe you. Is it canceled? You. It's canceled. There's a surprise. Yep. It has been. What are they doing? <laughs> doing that with Beyond Good and Evil too? That's still a game, according to Ubisoft. Uh huh. It's never happened. So is yep. so is Skull and Bones. Uh-huh. <laughs> Skull and Bones. Come on. We're, ah, we're heading back to the drawing board. Are you sure you're not just heading to fucking trash the thing? Yeah, like, that, that game needs to go away. It's never coming out. <sighs> Whew. Uh, you know what is coming out, though? Another version of Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, yep. <I> <laughs> The well, I, you know I was, I, I was, uh, I was impressed that uh, I don't know if it was Todd Howard that they asked or or who it was they asked about why they keep re-releasing Skyrim. His answer was very honest. It was like people are still playing it. Like, yeah, that's why we keep releasing it. I mean, it's why McDonald's keeps selling Big Macs. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> why would you not continue to make something that people are giving you money for? I do think that so like um I, I do think the the uh some of the created content that they're including in there is actually pretty cool. And um I know a lot of it's been done with mods and stuff before, but I, I do think it's cool to have like fishing and this the you know, being able to make it into a survival game and, and that kind of stuff is uh is pretty neat. Yeah. It's also coming to PlayStation, so again, Xbox fucked up. Letting you know, in case you didn't. I don't know you go. <laughs> Call of Duty Vanguard was announced. It is World War II, multiple campaigns in different theaters of war, releasing November 5th. And if you install the entire thing onto your hard drive, can... Does it, if you don't know, can you guess how much space it takes? 180 gigabytes. Ooh. Wow, we're we're way two two sides of the coin there. 150 and 480. Ryan, you got to guess. I actually know already. So. Okay, okay, I do too. So I can't guess. It's 275 gigabytes. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I undershot somehow. Congratulations, Drew. You lost because you you guessed over. You gotta get closest without going over. This is Price is Right rules. I'm sorry, Bob. <laughs> it's not Bob anymore. Okay, sorry, Drew. Thank you. <laughs> Don't forget to spray the new your pets. <laughs> the price is wrong, bitch. I like that you. I like that you said that like a threat. Like Bob Barker was going to come to my house. Bob Barker might show up at you and knock on your door and be like, have you spayed and neutered your pets? He is the reason why we don't have elephants at the Toronto Zoo. What? <laughs> what a open. weird thing to pin on Bob Barker. <laughs> it is not true! <laughs> what? Yeah, Bob Barker was like, that is cruel to keep elephants at the Toronto Zoo. And I guess the Toronto Zoo went, yeah, sure. And got okay, rid of them Bob. <laughs> Got rid of the elephants. Bob Barker fucking up Bob elephants. Bob Barker says Canada, no place for elephants. <laughs> <laughs> what? Canada is no place for elephants. 
He's completely fine with elephants in every other zoo in America, by the way. Just it's not Canada. in Canada. Yeah. Canada is no place for elephants. I mean, he's he's not wrong, right? I, I don't disagree with him necessarily. Yeah. Way to go, Bob. I was just Canada recently. So, What's that, Drew? Is he still alive? As far as I know. Is he? Oh, okay. I thought he was still alive. I didn't. I didn't get the the celebrity update that he was yeah, dead. He's ninety seven. He's one of those wow. guys that I I feel like I've just assumed was dead for like. I mean, he has been kind of a shambling years. corpse. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> well, how do you feel about him, Anthony? Well, he's a shambling corpse. Well, I mean, when you when you tan yourself as much as that, you you don't look good after. <laughs> I do love. I do absolutely love that our Call of Duty conversation can somehow make it to Bob Barker and Canadian <laughs> elephants. It's like, like my favorite segue. I don't even know. I, I can, going back to Vanguard. They don't play like World War Two games, so I don't know why they keep going back to World War Two. I realize nobody wants to play with the World War Two guns because they're not, you know. Fast enough. They're not shooty, shooty, bang, bang enough. Yeah, I get, I get it, but like, just stop going back to it. Well, this one's going back to it. One of the most interesting things, and and I don't want to gloss over the whole, you know, Activision Blizzard shit that's going on, but it was very interesting that the trailer for this game did not say the word Activision anywhere. Huh? It said Call of Duty presents. Call of Duty Vanguard. Wow. Found that um, it, very telling. Did you see the report that all of their studios are working, working on, on Call, Call of Duty now? Call of Duty? What a what a cesspool of a company in every every which way. So they're going to change the name from Activision Blizzard to just the Call of Duty company. Uh, also, World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> Also, wow. Cod, wow. Cod, wow. <laughs> or, or, wow, <laughs> comma, cod. Wow, cod. Sounds like something a Canadian fisherman would say, right? Or is he fishing for elephants? I don't know. Jesus. Fortnite? You want to talk about Fortnite? Fortnite. Nope. Speaking, Fortnite? Of, speaking of cesspools, Fort- here's a cesspool of... Fucking every every franchise ever made just into one thing. Now you want your games? You want your music? You want your fucking characters from comics and movies and TV shows and singers? TV shows? Yeah, well, you know, Ariana Grande. Here's Ariana. Ari- I can. I'm so glad I can. <laughs> I'm so glad I can listen to. It. Ariana Grande's music while dressed like Will Smith's characters from Bad Boys. Beating up fucking Kratos and Superman while playing, and it's fucking what a, I hate this fucking game. We've gone too far. It's just turning into that the stupid VR game from uh, Ready Player One. So Fortnite, if you remember when it first came out, was um, a tower defense like wave based game with Minecraft yes. building elements. Yes, and then they they copied PUBG. And made that game. Also correct. And now, there's a new game mode that seems a little sus. Yep. Ugh. 
my uh, <laughs> my son and his friends have been playing it all weekend. Of course they have, and that's why Fortnite can do this because the kids are going to play it anyway. Yep. It Although doesn't... to be fair, the, there's a different game that has taken most of their attention recently. <sighs> what is it? Wobbly Life. So imagine a mix <laughs> between um, uh, Gang Beasts. Have you played Gang Beasts? Yes. Or have you seen Gang Beasts? It's okay. bas- uh, basically like a physics-based brawler. Yeah. Okay. Or how about um, uh, what's the what's the big one? The one that I told my son I'd never play with him again. Human, Human fall, fall flat. Human yeah. fall flat. Yeah. Okay. It's like that. Um and mixed with like Grand Theft Auto. So you can yeah. have a you can have a job and you can do a whole bunch of other stuff and you make money and <laughs> I'm it's looking the new at it hotness. I'm looking at it and in comparison to Roblox, this looks fantastic. Yeah. Hey, we'll talk about Roblox in a minute. Um, oh God, damn! It's fucking, it's just we're too. All of us are too old. So for this crap. <laughs> yeah, Fortnite. And the only reason this is a story is because apparently the developers of Among Us were were kind of hurt. Well, I guess no shit. That you know, like I get it. <laughs> Sorry. No, I just you're right. I just. I mean, I can't really fault Fortnite because every game is a copy of every other game that's been the way since there were two games. I mean, with Fortnite generating... You, you know, here's here's where my problem with this is. First of all, the dev from um, Inner Sloth, the, one of the main people there, said, uh, we didn't patent this for a reason. Um, because it's extremely hard and basically... Not like something you can really fight. Um, like patents hurt games, but like you'll notice that like a lot of patents are around video games, not about video games. Because the ones that were about like actual gameplay mechanics, they didn't hold up. Like they they just didn't. You can't really hold them up, like because it's not the same programming. So, and what would they have patented? The werewolf portion of it? The mafia portion of it? Like, these were games that already existed. Um, so, like, th- the fact that the dev came out and said that, I was like, ugh. That... I was on your side until this very second. Um, but I'm like, it's also not surprising because, I mean, this is literally Fortnite's thing. Like, ask all the people that they ripped off for dances <laughs> how they feel. You know, because they don't have any right to to their shit. Yeah, that was a whole conversation about trademarking dance moves at that point. So, like, yeah, this this cesspool of garbage is the cesspool of garbage that you thought it was. Like, and they generate money off of this. Like, at least you can't buy this game mode. You can buy dances. That's true. Right, and it's like the um. I don't even know what they call it, but the dance that the uh, actor that played Turk on Scrubs did on Scrubs is in the game verbatim. Like, it's the exact same dance. And it's like, yeah, he just made that up on the spot, but they they took it. And it's not like a cute reference. They're selling that for money. 
That's the same way with the Carlton. Yeah. And it's like, if they weren't selling that shit for money, maybe we have a different conversation. Um, But, like, I have bigger fish to fry with, with my problems with Fortnite, not just taking a mode that's like another game. Now, to be fair, those maps are very similar. <laughs> like, yeah. uncomfortably close. Yeah. But, like, again, this is the weird spot of, like, now that it's at my door... I have a problem at it with it. Like, th- there's problems with their ethics long ago. Um, and I'm not talking about like the gotcha stuff. That's a totally different conversation. I mean, with the taking from others. So, well, to talk about Roblox, I don't know if you saw this investigation. Um, they're basically exploiting children. So, if you look at like a a, a storefront like Windows PC or Epic Game Store, it's split like 80-20. If you look at Steam, so so in, in essence of every $10 that you make, on Windows and Epic you get to keep 8. On Steam you get to keep 7. On Roblox, 87 cents per $10 is how much the creator gets to keep. Yeah, that's messed wow. up. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> especially since, like you said, most of the creators are minors. Yeah, they're children, so they get to keep eighty-seven cents out of every ten dollars, which is less than one percent. I mean, that's just predatory. And you want to know why Roblox is so big? Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, and the, I mean, they're not generally speaking the the creators are the ones making the games that everybody's playing. Yep. So, yeah, it's really messed up. Yep. Uh, we got a little Gamescom news. Um, Saints Row will be there, and they started a website that's called Saints Row Rebooting. So, what do you what do you so, think? What do you think this is? Is it? Is it? I'm okay. Putting on my tinfoil hat, I think this is going to be the first game. Remade, but also a sequel to the last game. I mean, that's the most Saints Row thing you could do. Yeah, I'm assuming we've gone back in time to fucking. So that's so that's the game. Is like Uh... the characters after four go back to the original game. Well, they did that in four, didn't they? Uh, yes, but I mean, like, (laughs) I have a feeling we're going to. Like it is going to be the character you're playing as the character, the the boss, right? Returning back to the beginning of the first game rather than just kind of visiting. Okay, so it's going to be like you go back and you got to do it again, but you obviously things will you'll do things differently this time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's that a pretty Julius betrays you or whatever. Or some that's a shit. pretty genius idea if that's what it is. And it, it get and I'm thinking it's got to get like it'll be more stupid because that's the other thing. Like going back to the first Saints Row, it was it trying is... to be Grand Theft Auto. Theft Auto, yeah. And it doesn't really find its place until two, yeah. And obviously, it continued on with more of like three's engine and how it felt uh playing three it moved into four and stuff but um 
there was moments where it was like your your character didn't talk through most of the game except for like brief moments and um i have a feeling it'll be like really self referential only because of where that went and the fact that it's rebooting and not saints row rebooted or whatever it's rebooting I'm assuming it's going to make reference to the fact that, like, you were in cyberspace for the last game. Fuck if I know, man. I mean, I'm just happy Saints Row is back. Uh, Me too, because uh, Agents of Mayhem was... Yeah, let's let's hope it's better than Agents of Mayhem, because it can't be worse. worse. (laughs) So, I mean, there will be stuff this week. Jeff Keighley's doing opening night live. Xbox has a show. I mean, there's going to be a lot of news this week. Um, So I'm just happy Saints Row is going to be... We're also getting another look at TMNT, Shredder's Revenge. If forgetting that game's coming up. Yep. Uh, he's confirmed that they will be showing some some news on that game. Oh man, I can't wait to play that game. Dot mu making fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Come on. All right, you want to talk about Halo? Go for it. Halo Infinite uh, dev update this week confirmed that the game will launch without Forge. Who cares? And co-op campaign. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's just one more so they they already piecemealed out the multiplayer and the single player. And now you're getting the single player without the co-op. Yeah. It it feels like and I know I you know I know I agree with what you said before the show that you know at this point the most important thing is getting a game out there but man it it says a lot that this game's already been delayed as much as it has, and they still can't deliver a full package on day one. Yeah, and it sucks because this news comes out right after people got to play it, and they fucking loved it. Yeah, sure. And it's like, well, you can't have good Halo news without bad Halo news. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, I no, really hope this game is good. I, I, listen, I, I'm, I'm not... I wasn't going to play it co-op anyway. So it doesn't affect my this announcement doesn't affect my enjoyment of it, but it's I mean it's hard not to it's hard to spin this in any way other than this being bad news, mm. um, if nothing else because of what it says about what must be happening there on the development side that like I said even after this delay they're not able to put out full package that includes co-op. It it makes me think that this game was going to be delayed until like March. And yeah. Microsoft was like, look, we, we have to put Halo out in 2021. We just have to. Yeah. And what can we cut? Because if they just released the multiplayer this year, a lot of people, this would be much di- much more dire news. Sure. But if it's just the co-op portion of the campaign that we got to delay for three months, people will be pissed for a week or two. And then they'll be okay with it. They'll 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 get that mentality of like, well, it's on Game Pass, so I'm not really paying for the campaign anyway. You know. Yeah. <sighs> I yeah, I, I do. It it does make me a little bit 
like it, it almost feels like that's the expectation from the Xbox side. Um, is like, hey, you're getting it for free, so we'll just give you something. It doesn't have to be everything. Yeah. And, and they're uh, and they're that, falling back on the fact that they're like, well, this is a live service in finger quotes game. Yeah, and that's not you don't you don't want that with all the success they've had with Game Pass. You don't want the thought to be, well, we don't have to we don't have to deliver on some of this stuff because you're playing it for free anyway. Yeah. So just be happy with what you get. I really hope to God that that campaign is good because if that campaign is bad. Even if the multiplayer is incredible, yeah. If that campaign is bad, I. Oh. Well, if the, I mean, if that's the case, the I mean, the next one might just be multiplayer. Yeah. Which, which, you know, I love Halo. I played Halo multiplayer a lot back in the day. I have not been a regular Halo multiplayer player since Halo Three. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't have time to be good at multiplayer games anymore so man please Halo be good <laughs> please Halo be yeah. good cause Guardians was uh, that was garbage yeah Guardians uh, was not a good campaign too much lore too much unnecessary crap story I don't want to play as the guy who's not Master Chief yeah like who thought it was a good idea to spend 60% of that game as Locke Ugh, that's his name uh, <laughs> hunting down the beloved hero yeah too. like making him, uh, making Master Chief look like the villain was not a good look for that game but they didn't even do a good job of making him look like the villain the whole time you're just like yeah this lock guy's an asshole yeah you're like man let's go back to the chief <laughs> I don't even care I don't so, even care if he is an asshole I just want to play as the chief Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Infinite supposed to take place before this? Dude, I have no uh, fucking idea. No, because Cortana's gone. Yeah, in the trailer okay. they, they say Cortana's gone and they've got that new AI. Originally okay. it was gonna be a reboot or something like that. It was... We yeah, I'll be surprised if it makes sense. <laughs> I mean... I saw I saw a sense. good I did see a good take online the other day about playing co-op like the first time you play through co-op uh in Halo you're going to miss a lot of the story because come on Drew when we're playing Halo are we really listening to the cutscenes or are we making jokes I was making Pee-wee Herman voices <laughs> <laughs> But that's what I'm saying is like you you catch even less of the story when you're playing with other people That's true that's So true. Maybe I, I will. Well, Guardians. Well, Guardians. Let's not forget, Guardians left on a cliffhanger like it just ended. Uh, Guardians' problem is what Anthony said. There was so much stuff in that game that if you didn't know, like, didn't the Didact show up early on and everybody who didn't read the books was like, who the fuck is this? Oh, uh, they fought the same boss three times. They kept referencing shit, and you're like, I don't. Yeah, and it wants you to leave. Remember when you would go to a terminal and it would close the game app to go to the Halo Waypoint app to give you story? Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, and you're like, what is this game doing? Like, why? What? Yep. (sighs) I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, I just remember being the most angry with the controls. 
Because even even four with its like abilities that you could switch out, like didn't feel as far away from Halo as as the uh, controls in five did with the iron sights. Like okay, like I remember having to like I was like I'm gonna change the the iron sights to like clicking down an analog stick so the grenades could be on left trigger again. <sighs> yeah. Halo 5 Guardians is not a good video game, and... I, it... I still think the one that I have the fondest memories of on the single-player side is Reach. Reach was very good. I mean, Halo 1, 2, and 3, the campaigns were so fucking good. They were, but there's parts of each of those three that are tedious as hell. True. Uh, I mean, the the library is the thing I keep going back to, but... There's that in three, there's that section where you run through, I think it's towards the end where you run through the cave and you have to run back through the cave that got a little tedious. But, I mean, overall, they're phenomenal games. They just, I I felt like Reach was the tightest. Yeah. What's funny is all the fond memories. That really awesome segment at the end. Yeah, the, the funny thing about it is all the fond memories we have of Halo were from Bungie. Yeah. Halo 4 is not a bad game. It's not. But it is the worst of the good Halos. <laughs> which is only oh, that you're like, Halo 4 isn't a bad game, but it's the worst of the good Halos, which means that Halo 5 is on its own in the bad Halos. <laughs> I mean, uh, is, yeah. am I wrong in that statement? No, though? you're not wrong. No, you're not. Everybody forgets ODST. I actually really liked ODST. That game was good. Yeah, I yeah, did. that game was good. There's nothing wrong with ODST. ODST was probably the most atmospheric Halo game I've ever played. The soundtrack was banging, too. Yeah, it was. <sighs> I yeah. loved going through the city. Yeah. That was awesome. I mean, at this point, 343, as we've said a billion times up to this point, has got a hell of a lot to prove to be good at Halo. Remember that time they had a trailer for Halo? I can't remember which one it was. And it revealed a person with a hood on, and then he removes the hood to reveal a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot how, about how, that. How fucking dumb is that? <laughs> I mean, he's nomad. I completely forgot about that. He's a nomad with why his hood. Why is he wearing the hood? Why is he, he, wear, why is he wearing the, the smock anyway? What's the point of any of it? <laughs> oh, man, I completely forgot about that. I'm so glad you reminded me of that. <laughs> I mean, it was just... The, wasn't it was that, just, wasn't it was just, that a Halo... Wasn't that Halo 5's trailer? I don't remember which one it was. I don't think it was 5. I'm I pretty it. sure... I get yeah, no, so confused on which one's which once we get into that stuff. See, it's easy for the... you my head and told me that I needed to tell you... I needed to differentiate between the plot points that were in Halo 5 and the plot points that were in play, Halo 4, I would just die. Well, Halo 4 Halo and 5, 5, yes. He's walking across the desert and takes the world That's funny. What did you say, Ken? <laughs> I was just going to say, like, the plot points in Halo for me are Halo 2 was Little Shop of Horrors at the end. Yeah, Grave Mind. The Grave Mind. Halo 3 was those, those, those fucking um, the floaty dudes. What were they? The weird. Uh... You know who I'm talking about. They brought in the Brutes. I don't remember what they're called. I'm sorry, the Halo people in the audience are like, oh my god. 
The, the, yeah, the, the I, prophets, the something. Yeah, prophets. Yeah. yeah, something like that. That was Halo Three. Like Halo One was the ring. Like that's the only time the the the, the ring was prominent. <laughs> well, that, that's what I'm excited for with Infinite. Is that we're going back to an actual Halo? Yeah, there's actually a, a ring. You know, like the game is called. Yeah. Is that... that... Halo is guilty of the same thing that a lot of the games from that time period, including Assassin's Creed, are, are guilty of. The the ones who came before Mythos, uh, Mass Effect had it, Halo has it, uh, Assassin's Creed obviously has it. It like that was the hot thing. I think the I think the worst of them though is Halos. Yeah, because nobody knows what the hell's going on with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just By the so time they got to that pl- plot point, everybody was so checked out. They're like, I guess, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, just like, you get to five, and they're like, yeah, this is the precursors or whatever. And I'm like, who? All right. And they're like, and Cortana somehow involved. I'm like, this is dumb as shit. Yeah, I'm okay with like the... Hey, these people were here before. They built the Halos because they got overrun by the Flood, but they never got a chance to fire them off. Okay, cool. But I don't need them to come back. (laughs) (laughs) But why not? It gives an excuse to make more games and new weapons. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Man. I I just really hope Halo's good. That's all I want. I want that game to be good. (sighs) All right. Got emails. Emails, emails. Oh wait, hold on. I've got I've got news. News, bring it. So uh last night uh the it may have been announced before, uh, but it was also announced last night during SummerSlam that uh WWE two K twenty two is delayed until March of next year. Okay. Um and there was a report this morning, no, maybe yesterday. From sportsgamersonline.com, I don't know how valid it is, but it certainly seems to make sense that um, there has been uh, a battle back and forth between uh, 2K Sports, uh, Visual Concepts, and WWE, and that WWE didn't want to push back the game, and 2K and Visual Concepts felt like they needed to. Uh, and one of the reasons given, and this is why I said it feels like it's got some credibility, is the fact that uh, it says one source even said, quote, this is shaping up to be the most outdated roster a game has ever seen, end quote. I was about to say, they had to remove a bunch of people. And yeah, they have released 100 wrestlers in the last oh. year. Um, and what, so, What is going it, on with them? Uh, so there are other rumors abound. Um it, there were rumors spiking up that they were prepping for a sale. Um, Nick Khan, their president, didn't do them any favors by saying, yeah, sure, we'd listen to an offer. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they have been they have been a monopoly for a long time and spent a lot of time and money buying up wrestlers so that other independent companies and, more recently, AEW couldn't have them. And it bloated their roster. And so now they're just releasing people, but they're also releasing people who are genuinely talented. Um, and so that those folks gener- generally are going over to AEW, which is getting a big boost uh, right now. And actually, 
feels like a wrestling product that their fans genuinely care about. I um, I got emotional the other night. Oh, uh, when when CM Punk came CM back, Punk came out. Holy shit! Yeah, it was insane. Holy yeah, it was absolutely insane. And um, that's just the beginning. I don't want to spoil anything in case people don't follow it as closely as I do. But there are multiple major names that are at least heavily rumored to be debuting with them very soon within the next three, four weeks. So um, WWE's in a tailspin right now. Uh, not, you know, their, their, their numbers are still fine, but creatively their stuff stuck. And um, they, uh, they're just bad. So, so didn't they just really, am I, am I crazy? His name is Brent Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Okay, he was yes. the fiend, right? Correct. What the fuck did they do with that? Like, how did why did they release him? Wasn't he like yeah. one of their? I, I would expect once his non compete runs out, we'll get a lot more of that story. Um, there's not really a whole lot out there as to oh, budget cut is the reason that was yeah uh huh. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, he was a major merchandise mover for them. He was a you know multi time champion. Um. Yeah, it's it's very it's very weird. They're they're cutting people that people wouldn't have expected them to cut. So, and then other people are leaving voluntarily. So, uh but anyway, the uh so the 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 reading further down in this source, they also insinuate that um the WWE has basically threatened to walk away from the partnership based on the quality of 2K20. And um, that this game is kind of the could be the last hurrah for 2K and WWE, unless for some reason it's just absolutely phenomenal. So they're rebuilding, it sounds like, parts of the game, uh, and this will give them time to finish that and also update the roster. But I would imagine WWE is going to end up losing more people in the next six months, so they'll probably have to do this song and dance again. It'll be a whole seven people fighting in wwe <laughs> yes did, uh, did i hear a rumor that disney was looking to buy it that rumor has been pretty persistent for a while but my, my guess is if they get sold it's not going to be to disney it's going to be to nbc universal um they're hmm. very tied into nbc universal uh peacock basically owns the exclusive streaming rights for the wwe network in the united states um i, I have a feeling if they were going to get sold that's who would buy them Gotcha. Hmm. It's all. I mean, it's all very WWE interesting. WWE Network in the office. Uh, Peacock is kind of sunk. So, um, if somebody was going to buy them, that's who I'd expect. Huh. Is Vince McMahon a part of it anymore? Yeah, he's still the chairman of the board uh, and Perfect. the uh, majority owner. Uh, but he he's seventy four years old. So. Um, yeah. The the prevailing wisdom was always that his son-in-law, um, his daughter, Stephanie, and her husband, uh, who wrestles as Triple H. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Uh, yeah. Uh, they, the, the speculation for a long time has been that they would take over once he was done. But Hunter runs a program called NXT, which is their development system. And a lot of these releases have come from there. The general sense is that nobody really has any confidence in that. And basically, they took what was a really hot program for them when it ran on the WWE Network, 
and they put it on USA specifically to counter-program AEW, and it got trounced in the ratings. And ever since then, the way they sort of present and talk about NXT uh, at the main roster level of WWE has really gone down the toilet. And so there's some also some speculation that uh, they may not be confident in their ability to run the company going forward once McMahon is done. So who's some heavy hitters that are in the AEW? Who are some? Yeah. Uh, So their main event roster um, is John Moxley, who used to wrestle in the WWE as Dean Ambrose. Um, They've got the Young Bucks, uh, or the the great tag team. Uh, Kenny Omega, who was a champion in Japan for a long time, is a main event level superstar for them. They've also now got Sting. Uh, oh. and, uh, who it really acts more, he wrestles sometimes, but really acts more for a manager for a, a young talent named Darby Allen, who's really, really good. Um, they've got, uh, who else on them? The recognizable star Christian cage is there now. Uh, CM Punk obviously just came back. Um, they've got, oh, a lot of other folks that you probably wouldn't have heard of because they're either relatively young or most of their, uh, impact has been on the indie scene but they're just they're really good about telling stories that their fans care about they respect the fans they're not i mean they they sold out a 15,000 seat arena on the insinuation that CM Punk would be there um uh, they never even said he would be there but their audience has enough trust in them to know that they wouldn't bait and switch which is definitely not the case for WWE so um but most of their most of their other talents really young, so it's it's probably folks that if you're a casual fan you wouldn't necessarily recognize. But I mean, Chris Jericho is another name. Oh, Jericho! How did I forget about Jericho? Yeah, Cody Rhodes is there as well. Yeah, uh, really. That, yeah, Dustin Rhodes. Cody, well, Dustin Cody Rhodes, Rhodes started, was... did, didn't he? What? Didn't Dustin Rhodes start? Asian? No, he was there from the beginning. The uh, Tony Khan is the owner who also owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, or whose dad at least owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. And um, they started the promotion with um, four wrestlers uh, who are also executive vice presidents of the company. That's Cody Rhodes, the two young bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, and Kenny Omega. Um, and then Chris Jericho came on at the beginning, uh, was their first major signing. Dustin Rhodes came in, obviously, right at the beginning, uh, being Cody's brother. Um, and then they've kind of expanded the roster from there. They just picked up um, Malachi Black, who's who used to be Alistair Black, also formerly known as Tommy End. Uh, tremendous wrestler. Um, yeah, they, I mean, they've got a, they got a really, their roster is built from the ground up basically of guys who can work like guys who know how to tell a good story in the ring and make it look good. So, so who is the guy that the WWE tried to shoehorn as like the champion for a few years and everybody hated him? Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Is he still around? Oh, uh, they're Reigns still is, forcing him. So Roman Reigns is the champion, uh, on the SmackDown brand for WWE. And, um, is actually in the middle of a very well-received, uh, he turned heel and uh, has been in the middle of a pretty well-received run as the champion for the last year now. They, they kind of had to turn him heel. Yeah, nobody, nobody, nobody cared about him the way they wanted him wanted to. They wanted him to be the next John Cena. 
because yes. John Cena is now does movies, but they've brought John Cena back because that's their that's their catalog of wrestlers now is just a bunch of people I know. Yeah, from other things. They just yes. keep Brock Lesnar's back. Of course he is. Like, like, yuck. Ugh. Also, Cody Rhodes and uh, a bunch of the other wrestlers in the AEW are giant fucking nerds. Which... It's very true. There's, I mean, there, there's a lot of gamer influence in that, um, in that uh, company. Cody Rhodes is a big Zelda fan. Um, uh, was it Kenny Omega that walked out to uh, address his Sands from Undertale? He, correct. Yep. <laughs> He's also he's also done he he always has a lot of uh well all, most of his moves are named after video game moves so like one of his signature moves is a V trigger um his uh finishing move is called the one winged angel um he's yeah they're all nerds I saw the John Cena picture floating around last night of Mario three. Yeah, and that's actually uh they've they've used that a couple times actually. Uh CM Punk had a shirt like that as well and uh Daniel Bryan uh also had a shirt like that. They just love that uh Mario 3 image for some reason. Huh. All right. That's your WWE/AEW minute. Yeah, sorry. That was mo- that was meant mostly to be a, an update on the game, but uh uh it's it's I hard mean, to not keep it talking. Is... It is well. It is also kind of an update on the game because the roster is tiny. Of yes. All the same people you know before that they've sold previous. Like, who's going to be the cover star of this that hasn't already been a cover star of another WWE game? I mean, if yeah. WWE was smart, they would do what they did a few years ago, where they just bring the the ones that they have the license for and let them wrestle. Like it's a video game. Yeah, Who cares, like, guys? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? The the key word being if WWE was smart, but yeah. That's the thing is like if if you want me to be interested in your video game, I want to wrestle Typhoon versus the Ultimate Warrior or some shit, you know. <laughs> well, take, <laughs> take me you're back. The only, you're the only guy <laughs> that has ever asked to be able to play as Tugboat. Oh, Tugboat. Oh. What about the Twin Towers? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was that was uh, Akeem and Bossman, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and the natural disasters were earthquake and typhoon. That's what that was. Holy oh, shit! I didn't realize the guy that played tugboat was uh, the guy. No, no, the guy wasn't he? Was he the shockmaster? Also... Yes. Yeah, he was shockmaster. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was the also, fucking thing ever. Also, oh, Cody, shit. Speaking of Cody Rhodes, that's his uncle. Oh really? <laughs> Just the shockmaster oh, so bad. Yeah. What'd you say, Drew? So that whole family was in that shit. Yep. I haven't watched wrestling in years. The last time I watched wrestling, like, every week, I think John Cena was just coming in. And I remember, for some reason, Carlito was a very big wrestler then. Yep, that's... I don't know. He's in Puerto Rico. His dad owns the biggest promotion in Puerto Rico, and that's where he went basically after WWE. He came back for like a cup of coffee last year, year before maybe, and wrestled in the Royal Rumble and maybe one other match, and that was really about it. Dude, I haven't watched I haven't watched wrestling regularly since it was called WWF. <laughs> well, my, my suggestion would be if anybody listening to this decides they want to give uh, that a shot, that they should watch AEW and not WWE. 
That seems to be the consensus on my Twitter feed. There's a lot of cross between nerddom and wrestling. Uh, Yes, always. So everybody seems to be into the AEW and people seem to hate watch the WWE. Yes, that's my experience. Yeah. All I right. have to say, I, I randomly ran into something. So we, I, I don't have television anymore, but a year ago I did. And my wife and I had finished watching something and we turned off Netflix and it went back to broadcast TV. And I think it was raw. And John Cena was in a ring by himself talking directly to the camera. There was no audience because of COVID. Yep. And then, then these little doll puppets things started showing up. Yeah, that was these... that was Bray Wyatt, who, um, okay. yeah, Anthony referenced earlier, uh, who had a character that was basically Mister Rogers, um, who then turned into like a terrifying psycho clown. Um, okay. Called the Fiend, and he is now released. He doesn't work for the company anymore. Probably soon to be in AEW or at least New Japan, one of those places. I will tell you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I I will tell you the most interesting things that I've seen recently is listening to the interview rounds that The Undertaker's been doing since he retired and just listening to the stories. Yep. Yeah, uh, I'm always impressed by the. uh, So, Steve Austin has turned into a really good interviewer over the years, and um, his podcast was pretty good. And then he started doing these broken Broken Skull sessions on uh, wwe network interviewing folks and they they've been really good yeah hearing stories from that you know undertaker was in it for so many years that he's got so many stories from different wrestlers that is just super interesting yeah all right we got a couple emails first one comes from rick he says hey crew got a GameStop gripe here and i know you've heard this one before I grabbed a copy of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire on Switch today. The price was nineteen ninety nine, and the box said new. Then I get up to the register, and the clerk starts searching the drawers for the game, and I'm like, nah, I've seen this before. I said, is it really new if you open the box and use it for display for months and dig the game disc out of a drawer? They were like, technically, yes, it is a new game. I asked if they would give me the used price, not because I'm cheap, but because the principal. Riddle me this. If I go into a game store, buy a game, unwrap it at the counter, then try to return it, do you think they would honor that return as a new game? I don't think so. Double standards here. I got out before they tried to charge me another dollar for a bag and asked if I wanted protection play on the disc. Ha, no thanks, GameStop. Just please stop. The employees are super cool, but your company sucks. Irked by a lack of seal, but understanding my own nerd rage. Pickle Rick. Yeah, I, um... I'm I'm especially that especially drives me crazy because it's like why would I ever go there to buy a gift? Um, because I feel like all I ever get anymore are the unwrapped copies. Because <laughs> you're you buying wanna... a game they have one copy of. Well, yeah. you didn't want to know why? They I've gotten blatant information from the employee who looked me. I'm like I asked if they had a game. They they did. They had one copy of it, and they didn't have it on the shelf, so I just got a sealed copy. I'm like, well, you only got one copy, and they're like, listen, unless it's COD or, like, one of the big, big titles, we're not getting it. You you have to pre-order or we're not getting it. Yeah. Like, it's gotten to that point now. Uh, I don't shop at GameStop anymore. Well, but that's just, like, that was, my thought process was, like, so, 
instead of carrying copies of games that video game collectors would actually or, or players whatever doesn't matter would go and actually purchase from you so I'm going to use an example that, again, of a game I haven't played, even though I own it. Uh, 13 Sentinels, because Jay recommended it, right? I can't find a copy of that, like, nearby. And it's like, I don't get it, because that's the type of audience that you would want to have. And I get it, like, oh, but we've had bad cases before of, like, games that, you know, we we brought in that didn't sell but i look at those examples of of course it didn't sell like this has nothing to go off of like it's not a company that anybody fucking knows it's just the whole idea of like having a game store and then doing everything to not cater to the audience of a game store is beyond me now i go to a different game store that does do the same thing as eb where like if you have the last copy of a new game, they sell you the new game at full price. Uh, they will shrink wrap it for you, which is obviously not the same as, um, uh, you know, having the original seal. But like, they do put that packaging back on it if you want. Um, but it's just like they also cater and have stuff that I can only get at a video game retail place. Otherwise, I have to get it online because Walmart's not going to carry it. Right. Um, It's it just that's where I I, I kind of lose my patience. Like, if you went in for something, uh, like, uh, what was the example? Jeopardy, Wheel Fortune. Who wants to be Wheel a millionaire? Fort- millionaire. Okay. That might be carried elsewhere. It might not be. Um. But like, you would expect more copies of that where they could sell the last one for a used price because it is a bigger audience but again like who are they catering to like they're not carrying more of those games either like they're not carrying they don't even carry that many copies of cod so i don't know what how the fuck they're open still like that's what blows my mind is like i can go in and there's just a bunch of random crap but they don't sell video games so just turn into a hot topic get it over with <sighs> yep. Um, the best place to get niche games go to the dirt mall, guys. Yeah, you can't go to the dirt mall right now. That's true. I'd be but... very uncomfortable at a dirt mall right now. Well, I would be too. But you're right. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Flea market. Flea oh. markets. Got it. I will. I, I... For... go ahead. Go ahead. Nobody. I forgot my point. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, I forgot uh, a report I saw yesterday in the news. Um, the rumor floating around about NetherRealm Studios is that their entire focus right now is on Mortal Kombat 12 because their uh, future with WB Games is uncertain. Huh. Interesting. So they're not working on Injustice 3 because they don't know if they will still have that license in the near future. Interesting. Why would they drop them? I mean, they make a lot of money for it. They do, but if the company is trying to get out of video games, I would understand why they would sell them if a company came to them and said, hey, we want to purchase you know, NetherRealm and its IP for this many hundred million dollars or whatever it is. So, I, I don't know. I just saw that report yesterday and I was like, oh man, I, I would love a new Mortal Kombat, but 
I hate to see them. I especially don't <clears throat> I especially don't want them to get passed to a console holder. Because the last thing yeah. I want is Mortal Kombat being only on one machine. So I remember what I was going to say. Um, EB Games in Canada has now rebranded to GameStop. Why? Like, it just... What a waste of fucking money to pay to change all your branding in-store and, like, the signs for a company that is in trouble. It just... Everything they do is so fucking stupid. Like, don't carry unless you're unless you have a pre-order. Don't get those big box uh, sets that you'd never drop the price of. You know, like, do you really need a copy of Bio Mutant? <laughs> you know the Somebody extra does. big, but the you know the the extra big comes with a statue copy. Like, no, you don't. Don't spend money unless you have a pre-order for it, because you're gonna end up with people that cancel pre-orders. Right? But, like, you know, why do you need one for the store? It's just. Talk about a game I forgot that even came out this year is Biomutant. I liked Biomutant. I don't care. I didn't play it, but I, I totally forgot it even happened. Dude, there's so many games I forgot came out this year. I forgot Scarlet Nexus came out this year until yesterday when I saw it in my library. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, that came out this year. It came out in, like, July, I think. What is it? It's it's an anime action RPG. Oh, okay. Yeah, like there's so many That's games. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean there's so many games I forgot came out this year that I played and beat and I forgot about them. Dude, I I I have got two hours into Resident Evil Eight, and I'm a Resident Evil fan. People forgot that game came out too. It's crazy. That's right. Like I beat that game entirely before it came out, and I love that game. But yeah, I forgot it came out this year. 2021 felt like it was January, February, then March for seven months, and now all of a sudden it's August. <laughs> it's fucking crazy, man. All right, next email comes from Antonio. It's called Duck4G. Uh, I watched a video on Duck Station running on the Series X and decided to give it a go. I was intrigued about being able to play my PS1 games directly off the USB drive instead of having to download them on Xbox via remote access in dev mode. It had been a while since I'd booted up dev mode, so I had to resituate myself before finally getting things up and running. Enhanced resolution scale for 4K output, true color rendering, and texture filtering are some of the options I chose before I booted up a game. Did a quick test of Ridge Racer Type 4, and boy, was I happy with the result. I guess the PlayStation Classic will sit in my closet forever. Um, In other news, my heatsink for the SSD drive I'm putting in my PS5 should be here today. I bought the one terabyte Samsung 980 Pro for $190. Pressing the order button was hard, but I desperately need the space, especially since game releases start ramping up next month. By the way, I had no idea the Black Panther expansion for Avengers was out. I'm one of the few who genuinely enjoyed the game despite the repetition and poor map layout. We'll definitely check that out. Yeah. Frickin' $200 hard drive expansions. Yeah. They suck. <sighs> I saw that Duck Station stuff floating around. I still have not put dev mode on my Series X. I did 
uh, notice that RetroArch is now native on the Series X? I thought you had to have dev mode to get to RetroArch. No, you can go to the Windows Store on your PC and purchase it. You know, quote unquote, click the purchase button. Yeah. And then it will show up on your Xbox. Really? Yep. I did test it, and it's definitely finicky, but if you're looking to play, like, old cartridge-based games, you should be fine. Interesting. Like, playing PS1 or N64 um, did not did not boot for me, but I did get Super Nintendo, NES, and Genesis to boot. Interesting. Yeah, from a USB drive. So... All right, just got a few tweets before we get out of here. Peter tweets at us, says, I'm too late, but here's a quick thought from a board game player and creator. I have a sneaking suspicion that Xbox is trying to surprise and over-deliver on their next online showing. Just a thought. I'm assuming he's referring to Gamescom, which I believe the Microsoft show is on Tuesday, and they have set a precedent and said... That they are just giving updates on games already announced. They're not announcing any new games. So. So what can we think to hear by them? I saw the developer of the gunk saying they were going to be at Gamescom, so I would guess a release date and a new trailer for that game. Um. I hope we see Atomic Heart. <laughs> I know Anthony's going to give me shit for that. No, I mean, at this point, like, it's not, I don't give shit to people that want to play it. I give shit to the dev who decided to be shitty to other devs and be like, I don't know if, don't give vertical slices after they've been teasing this game for how fucking many years? Yeah. I'm trying to think of what other games, I mean, Forza's probably going to be there. Maybe we'll get the Halo release date now that Call of Duty has announced its date. I'm assuming that's why Halo didn't have a date, because Microsoft wanted to make sure they didn't land in the same time frame as Battlefield or Call of Duty. They didn't they didn't pull a Titanfall 2. Yeah, they were just waiting to figure out what date they would put it out. So maybe we get a Halo date, maybe we get a campaign gameplay. Well, I don't know. Um I'm trying to think of what else they have that they could show. They're not going to show Perfect Dark. That's not anywhere near ready. I mean, I feel like they almost have to show campaign gameplay of uh, Halo at this point. Well, I mean, they could still do it next month or even in October, right before launch, I'd assume. I guess. I just, I, I don't feel like that. So if Call of Duty's on November 5th, Battlefield's October something, Do we? does that mean Halo's going to be like mid-November? Yeah, I mean, I, my assumption has always been it would be in the 20s. You don't think they'll go for the anniversary of November 15th? They could, if they think it's ready. Yeah. I mean, what else? They're not going to show Fable. They're not going to show Everwild. I mean, they've got like 6,000 games announced, but we've not seen any of them. Maybe uh, Senua 2? I heard that game is 2023. Wow. Yeah. That better be a bigger fucking game. Yeah. Um, Perfect Dark's not till 2023. Fable's yeah, not, not till 2023. Psychonauts is out on the day yep. that this show is, so... Maybe Grounded actually hits... 1.0? 1.0. We keep saying that. Every time there's a Microsoft event, it's like, maybe Grounded is 1.0 now. 
I got to say just one thing about Psychonauts. I'm so grateful that this, that, well, number one, that the first one's on Game Pass and that this one's on Game Pass because it always felt like such a shame that not as many people played the first one as should have. Um, and so I'm glad that, you know, pretty much everybody that's got an Xbox is going to get a chance to play this. Yeah, and I can confirm that that Series X version has a 120 hertz mode. Ooh. I didn't need it, but man, it felt real good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I I, I don't. The only thing that they could announce, they're not going to announce any new games. They're not going to show stuff that's not coming out until 2023. So what I would really like is some more back and pat games or some FPS boost games or some new Game Pass announcements like, hey, some fucking game coming out this year is coming to Game Pass or something's launching on Game Pass today or I don't know. Hey, you slobs, here's some games that are coming to Game Pass so you can fucking do your quests and just get free Game Pass. Stay in our system. I mean, I feel like he's talking to us, Drew. I am. (laughs) You got a problem with my Game Pass quests that give me free money? Drew's trying to fucking get me hooked by sending me a video. Like, I know Kenneth knows this, but here's a video, Anthony. Like, yeah, I don't give a flying fuck. (laughs) Hey, I drove the tractor for one mile. In farm I simulated. did too. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I got like seventy-five points for that. Uh, I'm not doing it. That's it's fine if you don't time. like free money. That's fine. It's not free money. It's wasting my time. It's not wasting your time whenever you pay for Game Pass by doing these quests. Yeah, you can literally make enough every month to pay for a month of Game Pass. Yes. So why wouldn't you do it? Because I want to play games. I want to play. And not games that I'm strictly going through to, you know. I'm with you, Anthony. My time is worth a lot more than my money at this point in my life. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, just grind for an hour. Like, oh. See, I guess the great. difference is, is that most of my quests can be completed via my web browser while I'm at work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, like, that's the thing is, like, I can complete. I can get the majority of my quests done within about a 10 minute time frame. Yep. I load up my browser every day and boot blinks the cat just because it's, it's like a tradition now for my login and play one game every day. Like I just boot up blinks the cat. Oh, here's dead cells. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I legitimately, and I think it's just so I can hear that, that, uh, cold Xbox boot. So I can hear that. And then I turn in my quest. So, no big deal. I think I got my boot up whatever game it was this week through my web browser. Fuck it. Free points. I don't care. I don't know. I'll be interested to see what happens on Tuesday um, with Xbox because I don't really think they have anything to show that's going to get people talking unless it is the the Halo campaign footage. So. And that's what people want to see at this point, so. Yeah, I want to see Master Chief play through a level. Yeah. I want to see one Master Chief play through a level. Yeah. (laughs) Adam says, cheers for the show. Me and my new fiancé just watched The Office, the American version. Just wondering if you have any thoughts or any similar shows that can sometimes bring a tear to the eye. Cheers, all. Uh, Similar shows to The Office? Um... 
No, but I can tell you a really funny show is New Girl if you haven't watched it. I I I'm I want to admit this on this podcast. I've never seen The Office. Not even one episode. I've never seen it. That's really sad. <laughs> Pretty funny for a time. I don't know. Like, I got mad because I was trying to find new TV shows to watch, and, like, I would go on and get the consensus of, like, what people think is good. And everybody just ranted and raved about Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so I started watching it. I got about ten episodes into it. I'm like, this isn't fucking funny. Like, what is the appeal I, of this show? I burn out of comedies pretty quick. Yeah. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I liked for... Yep. A season, it wasn't like it's. It's not even bad. It's just like I, I, it's me. I assume. Um, I know Modern Family went off the rails, but I burnt out all, on that way before it even got there. Um, I think it's as soon as I can start, like knowing what the punchline is going to be, like the setup. I can tell from like this is the same setup, and the punchline is going to be the same fucking thing. I, I check out. Uh, but I mean, I still watch Archer multiple times, sir. So. Well, I think like, everybody's got one of those shows. Like, I I watch Family Guy religiously, and I know most people don't find that funny, and that's fine. But, like, I can just watch that over and over again. But I did not think Brooklyn Nine-Nine was funny. And what makes me nervous is all the people that said that was good are saying Ted Lasso is good, which means I've never started I'm Ted Lasso. Ted, I'm, not, I'm not watching Ted Lasso ever. I... I I've heard it's like I, I can't do cringe comedy anymore, which is not Ted Lasso. That's more like New Girl, like the uncomfortableness. Uh, the Office is very much the same thing. Like I can't deal with uncomfortable humor, um, unless it's taken to its extreme, which is um, oh my god, really? I'm having one of those brain fart moments. Uh, it was the Adult Swim show. Which one? The uh, Eric Andre show. Oh, okay. That is like massive cringe humor. I watched the movie um, on Netflix. That's that's almost the same. The 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 gorilla scene had me rolling on the floor. Um, <laughs> like, but it's I haven't watched the movie yet. Oh so my god, that's just scene. really I'm really bad at keeping up with stuff. But um. Yeah, it's it's just like I I don't know those those type of comedy shows like I I like for a very short time but like I like The Office but when I think back and like try to watch it back I I don't find it funny. Hmm. It's, it's really weird. Yeah, I just I can't sitcoms. I just I don't get into them. I don't know what it is. But um, yeah, The Office for The Office for drama, which is what I think like my audio cut out for a second is what I think he like a tear to his eye. What the tweet said. Yeah, tier two the eye. Um, yeah, the office when it had like real down to earth moments, like it has some of the best of those for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, the art gallery is one that always stands out to me. Um, and like that's where I think Steve Carell, like a lot of people, like didn't. Everybody thought Steve Carell was a comedy actor, and it's like, I guess. But it was more that like he could have those moments that made you really feel something, and those are the moments that I actually still enjoy from The Office. Uh, the the cringe comedy is not. 
Um, All right. Sorry. Anyways, yeah. Next tweet says, "Would you?" This comes from John. Says, "Would you rather give up your favorite food or your favorite drink? We'll say for a year, not forever. Just enough time to be annoying." Food. Drink. I'm I... gonna say because I am in the process of uh, I have given up my favorite drink for the last five weeks. So uh, clearly, it's something I'm capable of doing. I gotta go with food. What is your favorite drink? I had to quit drinking coffee, so. Why did you have to quit drinking coffee? Uh, indigestion. Acid <laughs> reflux. Indigestion, Getting so. older. Yeah. <laughs> I would go with food. Because I have so many foods that I like, I could give up one. Drew? Yeah. Which one would you. Yeah, I didn't hear yours. Oh, drink. So you get so we're fifty fifty. Two foods, two drinks. I don't necessarily have a favorite drink. I do. I can drink whatever. I definitely have a drink that I drink every day, and if I had to give it up I would go insane. So And what is that? Coca Cola. Coca Cola. That's that's my coffee. That's my caffeine. That's my it, drink. It's worse than coffee. It, it is sugar I, in it. I'm not um, saying that it's not I, bad. I, I, I never said it wasn't too. bad. But I, I don't have enough drinks that I could give that up and be okay for a year. I could give up my favorite food, which I'd have to think about for a minute. But it, I, it's, I, it's easy for me. Like, my favorite food is pizza. Okay. Fine. Or chicken wings. We Either or. It's like, I'm, I could do without. Um... But, like, my drink, even if it's not Coca-Cola, then it's iced tea. And it's like, those are my caffeine sources. I can't I can't do it. Yeah. Even if I only liked two foods, like, I could give up one of them for a year. I couldn't give up my caffeine. Odd. I don't know. Okay, if it was two foods, I don't know if I could do it. I mean, two, two is better than one, because one just ain't no fun. Uh, and it's also the lo- loneliest number. That's right. All right, I got one last tweet. This comes from Dom. He says, shocked to actually make it through a Sony Direct and purchase a PS5. Bummed out to see no digital optical. So either need to purchase another headset or purchase an Astro adapter from my A50s. Just wondering if you guys game with headsets or go full old school TV speakers. Ooh, God, who uses TV speakers nowadays? I do. I do. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you people? We're not psychotic and need the newest tech like you. I don't need the newest. Anthony, I don't have the newest tech. You know what I mean. It's we're not as we're not as anal retentive as you. TV speakers suck. Big whoop. Want to fight about it? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go, Patty. To be fair, I do a... I do use a soundbar with my projector, but only because the projector speaker is like one tiny little tinny speaker. So. <laughs> That's how I feel about TV speakers. Most of them sound like shit. Well, I mean, not, I don't have. I've never been somebody that's super. Uh, all about uh, audio quality, like not when it comes to video games on a television. Yeah. What the fuck? I'm I'm so baffled right now that you guys don't appreciate audio as much as you do your visual. Dude, I, there are times when I play a lot of times probably where I play games with the sound off. You did. Yeah, I play. I play. I played it exclusively all the Yakuza games. I have played them muted what, what? because it's in Japanese. 
But you're missing sound effects. <laughs> you're missing music. Ken's Ken's having having a mental breakdown over there. <laughs> Ken, you said I don't understand. You don't care about uh, you care about visuals more than audio. Ken, we've had this discussion. I care about them about the same. <laughs> clearly, because I don't. I, I didn't know say them care more. I said, why don't you care as much? Well, I do care as much. Then you're right. I, my point still stands. Yeah, but you're that motherfucker had like a fucking 720p television two weeks ago. So shut up. No, no, Ken. <laughs> it was a. It's been over two years with this. Oh God, three years with this television. Which you probably don't you're, even have should... set up right to output 4K. Would be my guess. I don't have anything sets up to fucking. <laughs> don't have anything to use 4K, Ken. Listen, listen to the vitrolling Ken here. <laughs> <laughs> you you spend the money on this stuff and you you know you have these fancy consoles and you think you would want to get quality sound out of it I do have a headset that I use but I only use it if I'm playing multiplayer Oh my god, god I so... hope it's I hope it's a dollar headset just to really piss Ken off <laughs> No no it, it, it's it's a nice it's a nice you know, set of turbo you know, wireless. You know what's funny is I generally when I'm doing the podcast I listen to whatever I'm playing while we're talking on uh uh headset. But it's just like the cheap pair of uh earbuds that came with my phone. Oh <laughs> this is making me so happy. Y'all y'all the motherfuckers that are using the that, that cheap ass blue pair of earbuds that came with the PlayStation 4. I was thinking more of those old, like, plastic ones that had, like, a red little rubber nub on the one side and blue on the other that came with every Walkman. Oh my God. White Samsung Galaxy earbuds. I use those to listen to YouTube while I'm at work. But when I'm playing a video game, I do not want fucking TV speaker tinny or earbud shit. Fuck that. I want it to sound good. <laughs> Hell, man! <laughs> I I am also someone who I I always have to have subtitles on in every single game, and when a game doesn't have it, it really makes me mad because uh, I have trouble uh, hearing and understanding stuff anyway. So. Well, that's that could be audio mixing as well. I find a lot of video games don't necessarily mix audio the best which i mean how I would maybe... you know you're listening to it on tv speakers and <laughs> let me finish i was about to throw our podcast under the bus for not having audio mixing <laughs> ah fuck audio mixing on a podcast you, y'all motherfuckers this is two hours of like four dudes rambling about nothing come on now <laughs> four hours of eh, content that's what i'm saying is like this is not like a quality thing you're not like watching a marvel movie here and if you let's, think this let's is... be real my content would be a, an upgrade to yeah. most of our content. <laughs> i put as about as much effort into mixing this podcast as we do recording it so you know but man when you're watching like a good ass movie you know, watching on those tinny ass TV speakers that hurts my soul. No, I. In the last I movie that I watched was Space Jam Two, and I guarantee you that my TV speakers did not harm my ability to enjoy Space Jam Two. No, it was the Space movie Jam itself, two. right? <laughs> now, nah, come on. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> us while we all try to fucking. 
stampede over each other to make the joke. About space, which I actually enjoyed the, the hour and a half I watched it. That's I didn't think it was bad. No, that's fine. It was just a... It's not something I'm going to rewatch I, or anything, you know? I like the first one better. I mean, but this one ruined your childhood, though, right? Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> all I really care about are female bunnies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't even know what you were referencing until you said that. Like, the ruining the childhood, I'm like... Yeah, if the sequel's and, not as good as the original, then it makes the original worse. Don't you know that? No, it was the... Uh, I thought Okay, well, I thought you were referencing the bunnies, too, and I just didn't pick up on that. Well, the bunnies, too, obviously. I mean, uh, you were a lot hornier when you were 13 or whatever. Or maybe you're not. I don't know. No. Just so fucked up. <laughs> Stop what? trying to fuck cartoons. That's all I, yeah, that's what I was just getting ready to say. I, nope. I, don't, I don't recall ever. Cartoon's not going to fuck you, all right? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, most of the people that want to do that, real people ain't going to do that to them either. They're too busy trying to fuck cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where did this conversation this one, go? This one, this, yeah, I was going to say, this started off about, like, headphones and video games, too. Why are you trying to fuck that cartoon rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my lord. Uh, can I, um... Because I, uh, I, I don't remember if I mentioned this or not, and so fuck it. Everybody gets to hear it again if I did. Okay. Uh, I not too long ago I had the opportunity to use one of those Oculus Quests, and uh, speaking of audio, that thing kind of blew my mind. Uh, not visually, it was a step up, but not like a huge step up from um, PlayStation VR, in my opinion. Um, but. It sounded like I had headphones on, but it was just pumping it out of the headset. I could still hear my friend in the room, but it sounded like I had headphones on. Like, the audio came through, like, super crisp. I I was kind of blown away. I didn't realize it until I took the headset off, and the audio was still coming out of the headset. Like, it, it was something really neat, and I don't know if it's doing, like, some, uh, bone conduction, uh like audio as well but fuck man i want a headset that sounds like that for just my room i have a bone conduction headset and i don't don't like it that much i don't it's just not very comfortable i I honestly don't know how i knew was i know it's pumping out audio through speakers but it sounded so crisp that i don't know if it was doing bone conduction as well it probably not it probably is just audio but like i want a headset that sound like that does that without obviously the vr um, that sounds that clear because it was kind of mind blowing that how good it does. Now, mind you, I was playing a video game and not listening to music, which is what I'd mostly be using a headset like that for. Um, but I just like the fact that I could hear other things and still be hearing the game in like full quality. I feel like we need to stop saying bone conduction. <laughs> anyway, that's all we have for this week. I hope you listen to this show on a quality pair of headphones. Or listen through your TV speakers like God <laughs> intended. That's not how God intended. You know, right. I, it's, the last three TVs I have had, I have never turned the speakers on the TV on. Never. 
How would you know if they're good or bad then? I don't. Uh, they're also, bad. God intended they're all for bad, Anthony. God intended to have podcasts listen through the one speaker on your phone. God, no. <laughs> God, no. Of course, you've sat your phone across the room so you could do something else. So or when you just, just put it in your pocket us. and it has headphones attached yeah, to it. No, that's when you that's when you you set it across the room, but you put it in a plastic cup so that it echoes. Ah, uh, right. You can hear the it louder. Big brain sound. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Jesus Christ, y'all are savage. Audio audiophile tips. <laughs> yeah, not from you guys. Anyway. Uh, that's it for the show this week. If you want to follow us on Twitter, send us tweets. It's at M4G Podcast. If you want to shoot us an email, it's podcast at ztgd.com. And follow us on Twitter. I'm at ztgd. Ryan at WombatRP. Drew at DML Fury and Anthony at Complacent Robot. Also check out Phoenix Down, Yakuza Kiwambi 2. Coming to a close, then they're going to play the very disappointing 12 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be the judge of that. Okay, well, you let me know because I want to know. I want people to finish that game so I can talk about what the fuck. Because what the fuck. Oh, I I will probably have it done by next weekend. Okay. So well, we'll, we'll hear all about it next. I'll week. message. Yeah, I'll message you as soon as I have it done. Yeah, let me know. Because I'm sure your response will be like, right, right, and I'll be like, yeah, yeah. Um, or I'll call you crazy. You can you know, do that. Like you can do I that am. too. That's fine. I am about the fucking television shit. Yeah, because you know you just fuck whatever. Uh, I think that's it. Unless anybody has anything else. If not, what can I do? I don't know shit. Alrighty, and it goes something like this.